this is the Get Fishing Podcast with me, Jimmy Willis. Today, we are going to be speaking with sports broadcaster Claire Thomas. Now, Claire, I met her about a year ago at the Fishermania final. We had an Angling Trust Get Fishing event running, and she came to try angling for the first time. But she was live on Sky Sports and she had three minutes to try and catch a fish. She achieved it. Uh, but we're going to find out a bit more about her angling history. Is she going to go fishing again? Is she doing the sky work for Fishermania this year? We shall find out very soon. Get Fishing is the Angling Trust campaign to get more people fishing. We're funded from a fishing license income from the Environment Agency and a massive thank you to our partners, Angling Direct and Shakespeare. Right, Claire Thomas, let's get her up on Zoom. Hi, how are you? I'm extremely well. How was my favourite sports broadcaster today? <laughs> Very well, thank you. <laughs> I'm cooking a little bit because yeah. we live in a tiny studio flat and I've got my boyfriend at home. He's taking a call in there. So I'm in the bedroom, but Wimbledon Tennis is about 200 metres that way. And so I've had to close all the windows because the crowd is so noisy. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I love Wimbledon. You see, I'm not um, a tennis fan, but when you see it come on the TV, I always watch a bit of the live coverage. It feels very... British. It's one of them British events that even if you don't like tennis, it's just there every year and it's nice. Oh, it's an institution. I also love it because it's like the Olympics. It's sport that you just put on in the background. So for a fortnight every day from about 10am till 10pm, I just have tennis on. Um, we are going to get into fishing in a minute, but I have to ask you, I know you're recently back from Glastonbury. How <laughs> was it? What were the highlights? I mean, it was magic. It is every year. I'm a proper devotee. It, it's ruinous, but it's well worth it. <laughs> Um, what were my highlights? God, there's so many. I mean, Elton John was just a privilege to be there. I, I must was... say, the Elton John on the TV, he just nailed it. Uh, the, 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 I, know, I don't know how old he is now, but his voice just seems the same. It's just wonderful. It is brilliant. Well, there was that clip released, wasn't there, of him in his back garden with the basketball hoop randomly singing yeah. I'm Still Standing during COVID. And I think that raised a lot of eyebrows because he didn't sound great and he didn't sound particularly particularly well either if I'm being honest so I was a little bit doubtful about how he'd be live but I think whatever happened there is past he's in fighting fit form and he was oh he was amazing his piano playing too so that was a that was brilliant that was very emotional I spent about 20% of that two hour set crying but I would go back in a heartbeat um I love my dance music so I saw some DJs I love like Fred again Jada G Follow More, Ben Burma they were all brilliant um, and then this is a really basic choice, I know. So judge away, people, that's fine. Lizzo on Saturday night was just a big shot in the arm of like feel good, self-confidence, dance, pop, just the outfit changes, the choreography. Yeah, I came away from that ready to take on the world. So Lizzo is going to get my final shout out. So, Claire, we first met around one year ago at the Fishermania final. Uh, Westwood Lakes in Lincolnshire and you were doing the Sky TV work. Yes, I was. It was actually a bit, not a leaving present because that makes it sound really indulgent and unmerited. But I had a meeting when I handed in my notice with my manager before I left Sky. And she said, out of curiosity, is there anything you feel like you haven't done? Is there a box that will be unticked, a stone unturned if you leave now? And I said, I've always wanted to be a peg reporter on Fishermania. I've watched it for years. It's an iconic gig. It's the longest standing OB on Sky Sports. And I said, don't don't get this for me. 
unless you really think I'd do a good job. But I'd just like to be in the mix when you're considering your PAG reporters for the year. And I think they thought really long and hard about it because it is quite prestigious, but they put me on it and it was a dream come true. So you're, you haven't been into angling in the past, have you? Am I right in saying that? Apart from watching Fishermania? My one, my annual dose of angling has been Fishermania. Otherwise, it's just never been a thing that I've done. I've got friends that fish, really passionate anglers amongst my friends. But it's, yeah, it's not something I've done before. And it's the first time I've seen it in the flesh. So did you enjoy your day there? I mean, I saw you bobbing around and you, it, look, it, there was a lot happening, wasn't there, that day? It's like, I've never been to the Fishermania final. I've obviously watched it on the TV, but it's wow, just like a buzz of stuff going on. <laughs> it is, buzz is exactly the right word. I went up on the Friday early doors to try and meet some of the anglers I'd be working with and to get a sense of the venue and the layout and how my day might look physically. And all, there was this real sense of calm before the storm. And lots of people had told me, you will be blown away by the atmosphere on Saturday. And people were, people were there, tinnies open, on their camping chairs <laughs> at about 10 a.m. on Saturday. It was unbelievable. By the time the fishing started, there was already a carnival atmosphere. And then, yeah, narratively, it was a fascinating fishermania because we obviously had a sprint finish from the eventual winner who came out of absolutely nowhere. We thought we'd narrowed it down to a few potential winners. And then the podium looked nothing like we expected. So it was great. And so in, within the Fishermania live coverage, I'm not quite sure how you managed this, but you tried fishing for the first time in a three-minute slot live on television yeah. and caught your first fish. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Yeah, I floated the idea to my producer. I said, this is a festival of fishing. And yes, it's the best of the best. It's the elite anglers. But also, I think we should try and encourage people watching to give it a go. Um, so I got put in touch with Dave from the Anglers Trust. He was lovely. And they said, Clay, you got a 10-minute window to get there, film it, and get back between the weigh-ins. So I actually ran in those... Do you remember I was wearing those really impractical white chinos? Yeah, I do remember the chinos. Um, what a stupid sartorial decision. I don't know how they stayed mud-free. So I was in fresh white trainers, box fresh, white chinos, running past the lake, got there. Dave kind of shoved a rod into my hand, explained what to do. And he'd prepared, and again, this was all so new to me, but he'd prepared the water brilliantly. So it was just full of lots of little mirror carp that had popped up because he basted it all like an absolute pro. So I got a bite within about 20 seconds, reeled in, got to hold my fish. It was the dinkiest little thing. In the context of Fishermania, I'd have done rubbish. But <laughs> caught it. And yeah, the, the little thrill, the frisson you get when you actually feel a nibble on the end of the line was really quite addictive. I loved it. Um, yeah, and that was Dave Munt you were with. He's our regional officer for the North East, I believe. He's worked for the Anglican Trust for years. I love Dave. We we meet up sort of once or twice a year, and he's just, um, I don't know, he's just such a nice man. He's just got a happy yeah. face, is not he? <laughs> and also, this sounds really silly, but he was exactly how I imagined an angler to be. He was warm, <laughs> welcoming, very down-to-earth, maybe the most tanned person I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, really, he's only indoors to sleep, and maybe not then. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, yeah. So we have the, there's the the lake where the main fishermania is taking part, and what quite often happens is the Anglin Trust get fishing campaign, and we kind of run beginner events all around the country. But we have um a, a little bit on a separate lake where families, kids, mums, dads can come and try fishing for the first time. Uh, as I say, it was the first time I went the last year, but it was quite a festival sort of feel, I thought, the whole event. It wasn't just a fishing competition, was there? There were stalls, food stalls, drinks and tackle stores and families walking around with ice creams. I think the weather helped. Definitely. 
Um, but I think we are this year going to be there again, Saturday, the 22nd of July. Slightly different this year because last year it was free to get in. I do think you have to purchase tickets this year. You can find all the information at fishermania.net. Um, I think it's about £5.50 if you buy a group of four tickets, so it's not massively expensive. And it's a, it's a fun day out, isn't it, Claire? Just got to say, did they specifically go for the URL of fishermania.net? Is that a pun? I don't, a- I've never, I've never thought about it once until you've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is a good point. I've never connected net with net, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a brilliant day out, honestly. If it weren't such a long way away from me, because I live in South London, it, if I weren't working on it this year, and I obviously immediately threw my hat back in the ring to, as a freelancer, come back to Sky and do it. I'd love to come down for the day with some friends. You could, because I think you could get as invested in the competition as you want. Mm. You could really work your way around the lake, view all the different pegs, stay abreast of the scoreboard, the leaderboard, and make sure that you are really knees deep in Fishermania. Or you could just go for a lovely day out. We were just talking about Wimbledon. You can go and sit on the hill and just drink Pims all day if you like and soak it all in. And Fishermania offers you that opportunity. And I referenced earlier how there were people with their tinnies open early doors. It, that makes it sound like it was full of people just out to get absolutely razzled, but it, it wasn't. It was really family friendly. So many kids at all the different stalls, really family groups. You also had lots of older couples there who were just out there for a lovely day out. It was a really diverse crowd, which made it really friendly. And I think, yeah, you, you could also just pop in for a few hours. You'd be mad to not do the whole day, but it'd be fun to drop by, dip a toe in the waters, as it were, and just see what it's all about. And come and meet the Get Fishing team while you're there. Come and have a go at fishing. And you might even meet Claire Thomas herself. Well, I mean, she's going to be running around like yeah. a chicken <laughs> trying to stay abreast of who's doing what. It is, it's a quite full-on broadcast. You're on air for about eight hours. Um, but I might be around and I, if I see anybody and they can say that they've been listening to Jimmy's podcast and fans, I'll definitely <laughs> say I. At the moment, I don't know if it's just me, but in the last three or four years, it seems a really good time to be a female sort of sports broadcaster. It's, I, 20 years ago, I don't think there was that many female sports broadcasters. And now there's loads, which has got to be like a wonderful thing, isn't it? I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, 20 years or so ago, the landscape of broadcasting was very one-coloured. It was very dominated by men and very much men from certain walks of life. And I think increasingly we're now seeing the population of this country reflected in the faces and the voices that we get on screen. And that is so important. I think part of that is also the fact that there are more women competing for these jobs. There just wouldn't have been, because if you think about it, when Claire Balding was growing up, who on earth was she seeing on screen that would she could aspire to be like. Whereas now suddenly you have the generation who grew up watching Sue Perkins, Gabby Logan, Claire Balding, these women who are matriarchs of the broadcast industry and are real trailblazers. So that's what's coming through. In the same way that Dame Kelly Holmes won her Olympic golds and now we've got all these amazing female distance runners in the UK, we've had these women bastions of their profession. And now there's lots of women coming through, vying, going elbow to elbow with the men for the gigs. And there are some exceptional examples. Like look at Laura Woods. She was a runner at Sky Sports, just like I was about 10 years ago. And, you know, she's the face of ITV's Women's World Cup football coverage, and she's one of the best in the business. So it's a really exciting time. But I, I like to think that as well as helping to get lots of women holding microphones in important positions, we're helping to get people of diverse ethnic backgrounds and making sure that there's people with disabilities who are involved so that every time you turn on the screen, that there's a chance that you'll see someone that looks like you or sounds like you or has a, a life that you can empathise with and relate to. 
No, it is brilliant. And Laura Woods is literally like one of my favourite sports broadcasters because <laughs> she's just left Talk Sport, hasn't she? But she was, I've been listening to The Breakfast Show for years and I just think she's, you know, just a, a wonderful presenter, really engaging. You can really sort of, I don't know, I think a good broad- broadcaster, you sort of feel like it's your friend when you're listening. Do you know what I mean? You turn on same time every day and it's just a, 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 it's a nice thing. Well, what I always love saying when people talk about Laura, because they do a lot, is I've been lucky enough to work with her and she is just as lovely, as fun and as warm and as interested as she comes across on screen. She's a thoroughly good act. She deserves it all. <laughs> um, we uh, Within angling as a whole, you were talking about diversity there. Um, we, we get funded from Sport England and we work massively as the Angling Trust, as the national governing body of angling in England, of course, to get more different people into angling. Um, and, and it's very similar. With, like, if you go to a get fishing event now, it's just as likely that mum will be there than the dad. It's, uh, you know, it's sort of, I think people think old fashioned dad takes the kid fishing. I see more mums at events than than dads and different races and religions and sexualities. Like anyone can go fishing. Of course they can, can't they? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a really accessible sport for that reason. And also I imagine it, I can't really speak to this with a huge amount of authority, but it's a it's a sport in which there's a very level playing field. So your age, of course, experience is a benefit, but you can still have young anglers physically able to go toe-to-toe with older anglers, men and women, very much the same. There is a degree of physicality and strength required, but it's it's a sport in which you could have a really broad spectrum of people competing and still have genuine jeopardy, which is awesome. I was very lucky. I had the one young female angler as one of my pegs last year on Fishermania. That was so exciting. And she was just great to talk to. And she was really up for the challenge of competing with the blokes. So it's a sport that does level playing fields. And I think it should be really feasted for that. And of course, angling is, it's a weird thing, angling, because you get like, you go to Fishermania, it's the co- it's a competition side of it. But of course, a lot of people just go fishing down the river to relax for an hour. It's like, there's so many different angles to angling. Whatever you want for it, you could go and spend an hour down a river or a more commercial fishery or go down the competition route or go sea fishing. There's a huge amount there that people can get involved with. It's just, yeah, I like angling because it's so sort of diverse, really. I also think, and I'd love to know if you've got any stats or any evidence to back this up or if you have any theories as to why it is, but I think fishing is having a little bit of a moment with people about my age, sort of the gen, gen, what am I technically, a gen Xer? I don't know. I'm 28. People my age are <laughs> It, angling's having a bit of a moment. I've got a lot of friends who started fishing in the last few years, quite a few during lockdown as a way to get out the house and get some fresh air and do some good for their mental health as well as their physical. And then a friend of mine has founded um, a charity, I think they are technically, called City Flickers, which is a group of young people that head out of the city more weeks than not, and they teach people how to fly fish. And the uptake, the trajectory of this company has just been enormous. People are so keen to do it. And they are just coming back again and again and again. Young men and women who probably would never have thought in a million years they'd find themselves fishing, out angling and getting so much from it. And it's sociable too. They're loving the social side of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, when lockdown happened, it seems like a million years ago, doesn't it? Lockdown and things like yeah. <laughs> Um, but so when that happened, you couldn't do anything, basically, could you? We were all sort of, you couldn't do anything. And then the Angling Trust worked with government to um, allow us to sort of get angling involved within our exercise. Basically, everyone was home going mad. It wasn't, I think a lot of people's mental health was struggling. And we we wrote a plan to government called We Fish Again. And 
it, it had all the rules needed so it was safe. And then basically there was one point where angling was like the only thing you could do. You couldn't go to the cinema. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't play golf or cricket or football, but you could go fishing. And what happened, it created a massive amount of media interest. Like I was turning on the television on the BBC News and they were talking about people going angling. I was turning on the radio and they were talking about going angling. And, I, and obviously I work in marketing in angling. I thought, wow, this is this is like an easy job for me oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so everyone went fishing, basically. I was going, there were queues to get into lakes. Um, I was going down my local bit of beach. I lived down by the sea. There was loads of people fishing. I mean, everyone wow social distances and behaving themselves, but everyone just went fishing. Anyone that had an old rod in the attic or whatever, it was out. They were off. Um, and, yeah, there was a massive increase in fishing license sales. You need a, an environment agency fishing license to go fishing in freshwater, uh, and it skyrocketed. And, yeah, everyone started going fishing. Of course, there's been a slight – there was a slight drop when everyone could go doing things again, live things. But there, there's still – yeah, there's still – it's really helped us. There's loads of people coming to fishing. Mm -hmm. And as you say, it's – um, yeah, lots of younger people. And it's something they'll be able to do for the rest of their lives. I've started yeah. – learning how to play golf because I view it as a bit of an investment for future me because I like to think physically I'll be able to play golf for longer than I can play netball or tennis or go running the things that are a bit more destructive on the joints and angling is something I imagine you could do right up until you're that little bit older which means that people are really investing in themselves and they've got that outlet that social space all that solo space some of my friends love angling because of the peace mm. and quiet and you can have that for decades yeah, we had a story, and we've got the Get Fishing Awards, which is a new thing we came up with. So it happens at a Get Fishing event, but you have a bronze, silver, and gold award. And you learn basically across these three awards how to go fishing, how to put on bait, how to tie on a hook, what what to do, fish safety. And we had, I was on the one show a few years ago, and we had a family that completed the Get Fishing Awards, a son his dad and the granddad, and they all go together. Oh, wow. So from what you say there is, is the exact thing. Like you can be, the kid has no sort of advantage over the granddad, really, mm. where if you were playing rugby, you probably couldn't do it, could you? The physical elements. <laughs> Definitely. And the longevity of the sport within your life is really lovely. It's also, I'm sure you can spend a fortune on kit. I bet you see people out competing who've got thousands and thousands of pounds worth of gear but equally I imagine the entrance threshold is much more accessible than a sport like golf or cycling it's something you could get into once you've got your license and your essential kit it's actually very accessible yeah if you've got like a little whip um you know a tenner with a rig uh, a landing net a tenner I expect I mean for 30 quid and get your license it can be really cheap and then as you say at the other end where you're at Fishermania one of their poles would be five and a half thousand pounds just for oh, the pole. That much? Yes. <laughs> oh my word. I'm going to yeah. be so careful not to stand on one at the end of the month. Goodness. I, I must admit, when I see all the presenters walking around, I do wonder if they know how much that is. They're like 20 grand's worth of stuff there. They're, they're walking over. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I'm going to make sure I ask that question of someone at some point then, because that's fascinating. I don't think, and one of the fun things about Fisher is it's lots of fresh eyes every year being on Sky Sports. I don't reckon Joe Blogg sat on his sofa at home has the foggiest how expensive that kit is. Yeah. <gasps> wow. I know, because I've only started, I, I've always done specimen angling through my uh, young years, teenage years and 20s, sort of so 
Outlook, Big Carp and Pike and Catfish and that sort of thing. I've just recently got into the match fishing. I've actually done three fishermen who qualifies, qualifies myself this year. I've seen um, on your Instagram, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been really enjoying it and getting into the pole fishing. But yeah, like a lot of them poles and stuff they're using, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of money. I'm sure they, when you get to the top, they they have sponsorship deals and bits and bobs. But um, for little old Jimmy Willis, it's quite hard work. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've got to keep up with that sort of stuff, that's a remortgage, isn't it? That's a remortgage or a kidney. <laughs> or so has it been confirmed you are going this year to Fishermania again? I am, yes. There's a trio of us peg reporters, as ever. And then I think it'll be the regular group presenting. Is no way Sky are ever turfing them out of the studio. They're so brilliant. No one knows their onions like them. And then, yeah, three of us peg reporters. And actually, I don't think Sky will mind me saying this, um, if this is going out a little bit nearer the time. Yeah. It's going to be, um, off the back of our conversation, three young female peg reporters. Yes. Um, a really diverse and high energy group of women, hopefully making sure we get all the stories to viewers and making sure that we do fish show justice. What does the future hold for Claire Thomas? I, I suppose some things you can't talk about, but is there lots of presenting things happening over the next year? Yeah, there's a fair bit. There's um, a Rugby World Cup on the horizon. Rugby's my main sport, so I'll be covering that for ITV, which I'm super excited about. I'm actually getting my headshots done for that tomorrow. So there was a big outfit try-on session yesterday and some practising smiling in front of the mirror because I hate having my photo taken. So that's probably the, the biggest uh, imminent hurdle is that and then heading out to France to cover that, which will be amazing. Is that the Men's World Cup? Yes, the men's Big. are massive. Really <laughs> excited. I'll be at the final, which I cannot wait for. So that'll be some showdown. I've got um, a couple of netball commentaries coming up for the BBC, which will be great. And then kind of figuring out movements for next season, to be honest. The rugby landscape, as I'm sure you're aware, because we've had clubs going under this season and lots of takeovers of broadcast rights. It's a very moving picture at the moment. So I'm not sure where I'll be, but I think I'll be popping up pitch side at a couple of rugby matches and covering something men's women's so long as it's rugby I'm, I'm thrilled you said rugby's your main thing is that were you a fan of rugby before you started working as a presenter lifelong rugby fan you can't tell from my ridiculous accent but my family's welsh so rugby's <laughs> always been something that we've been across so some of my earliest sports memories of watching games of rugby and then i used to do a lot of athletics growing up lots and lots of running um, and pole vault too randomly but i was never any good at that uh, so you used to do athletics and following that has led me to covering athletics as well, which is probably my second sport. Well, I shall keep an eye out on my television. You've been popping up a lot since I met you last year. You seem to be popping up everywhere. Um, yeah, you're doing brilliant, Claire. That's incredibly kind of you, Jimmy. I'm trying my best. Always <laughs> learning. It's a really, it's a real steep learning curve, this broadcasting thing, but I'm confident I'm getting better. Most importantly, will you try fishing again? This is what I we hope know. so, definitely. <laughs> You know what? I've got to remember to get in there first before any of the other reporters offer to do a fishing demo. So maybe as soon as I hop off this call, which I've loved, by the way, I will drop our producer a line and I'll say, just a heads up, I went down a treat last year. Can I try angling for a second time? Yes, please do. We would love to see you. And even if we're not a fishermania, we've got many get fishing events happening, especially around London. So you can always hit me up and you'll, we'll welcome you back with open arms. Oh, it's a deal. Sold. <laughs> that sounds great. Thank you so much, Claire, and I shall see you on uh, Saturday the 22nd of July. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Thanks, Claire. Bye. Thank you so much to Claire Thomas for giving half an hour of her time. She's, um, 
yeah, really nice, nice bubbly woman. She's got all this life. You can tell um, how she's so good on television. She's just got that spirit that you need. Uh, and I look forward to seeing her this weekend at the Fisher Mania final. We have loads of get fishing events happening now. If you would like to try angling for the first time, we welcome you with open arms to a get fishing event this summer. A massive thank you to everyone that's come to events in spring. We ran a spring into fishing campaign. It has literally been the most successful campaign we have ever ran. Thank you so much to everyone that's been tagging us. That's clubs, organizations, charities, coaches that are running events, also participants that are coming to events. You've all been tagging us at Get Into Fishing on Instagram uh, and TikTok, Get Fishing on Facebook. YouTube, social media has gone mad about the Get Fishing campaign this year. Uh, and yeah, we're just so grateful. Keep tagging us. And because um, we, we just like to see all your angling stories, how you got into fishing. Then once you started angling, your progression, because um, we like to follow your angling journey. Right. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got loads of big videos coming out to help you get into fishing. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, do subscribe on your favourite podcast provider. Share the podcast around, share the love. We would much appreciate it.